Luke's all uh, Luke Ford with a gas mask <laughs> in the whole suit. That was the best. That was the best. I wonder if he's going to work out in the the gas mask and the what like the hazmat suit. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me. Luke Ford is a character. He's got a great personality. <laughs> IHSA group on the Jumbotron and nice. said, hey, the IHSA Butter is here. Up. Exactly. <laughs> Look, we're trying to get the state bid and the IHSA people waving. I mean, they enjoyed their time here. Welcome to the WCIA 3-in-1 podcast. Brett Behrens and Marley Weirda here on June 12th. We're taping Friday early afternoon. And there's been some stuff happening this week with the IHSA returning to play. That was announced last Friday, and we talked about that last Friday. But I think the biggest thing is we've been out to some football practices now, kind of seeing how it's been implemented, Mm -hmm. talked to some coaches, talked to some athletes about how they're feeling getting back on the field together, no footballs. They're not doing a lot of football-related activity, but just being back together I think is good for them. We're going to hear from some coaches coming up. We're going to talk about the Illini players returning this week, and that was an interesting perspective too from some guys. Haven't heard from them yet. Not sure if I expect to hear from them for a little while. Still maybe some of them in quarantine. Uh, The basketball players returning to campus today. And the high school state hoops bid is due on Monday. And so we're going to find out Monday whether the state tournament for boys is staying in Peoria or coming back to Champaign. It was in Champaign for 77 years. Then in 1996, went to Peoria. It's been there ever since. Now it has an opportunity to come back to Champaign. Some national news nuggets in there as well. But Marley, we're into halfway into June now. How you doing? It's nice to see some sunshine, I guess. Yeah, uh, I feel like I'm getting a little, getting a little tanner. The sun <laughs> is out. Things are good. But yeah, it's good to have sports kind of making their way back. It's a slow climb, but I'm excited just to see it happen. And, you know, just being out this week to the high schools, you could tell the kids and, and the coaches were excited. So uh, it's what we what we need right now. It's been a slow burn back to this point, you yeah. can say, to just be able to talk about sports and the NBA making its way back. And sounds like that's going to happen here, uh, you know, in July and August and, and be in Orlando. And uh, I guess, you know, you talk about having that tan back. Do you ever really lose the tan in Florida or is it um, like a winter base type I of thing? Think- like since I moved here I definitely am not as tan as I used to be um I kind of maintained more of a color in Florida but you know during the winter I was kind of like okay like this is how white my skin can get like we're gonna (laughs) maybe have to go to like the tanning bed or something no I'm just gonna kind of want skin cancer so well that'll happen too but people in Florida (laughs) the Florida native here our resident Florida native yeah I mean do you still tan in the winter like do you go out what's it like in south florida oh like when i'm go back December, home january yeah I mean, yeah like, i mean it's do you it's, keep a tan all year down there yeah for sure i mean i i like to say that december january is the actually the best time for the beach because it's not humid um it's, it's not, not as crowded degrees yeah it's it's phenomenal it's great but the only thing you have to deal with is like all the tourists that come during that time you have all right. the people from canada and wherever else that's cold and they want to come down to Florida and, and have the sunshine and the beach, I guess. So got to deal with that. Parking can be tough, but other than that, is it ideal? The water's like kind of warm. Makes me want to go to the beach. The water's still warm in January. Yeah. 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 It's like bath water. It's the Atlantic ocean down in South Florida is quite, quite warm. It's very nice. All right. Well, I guess it's warm here now. So that's, that's the positive thing. And like you said, you never know how white your skin can get until you move to Illinois or New York. Yeah. 
like or you York, yeah. But then uh, that was so good for me in college because then I had a break to go home for a month. Well, that's true. During winter now. break, during Christmas break, whatever it was. Um, so I had like five weeks at home, and I would come back in February <laughs> when everyone was pale, and I was like, ah, oh, yes, here I am, sun kissed. Oh man, that's the life right there. <laughs> if I would have told you ten years ago you're gonna live in New York and Illinois, you might have said hard pass. Yeah. But, but you here know, you are. Here I am. I've lived in Florida all my life. It's a good change. You all know, right. New adventure. So. Well, glad to good. have you. Just <laughs> glad that you said, I think I'm going to sign on to be in Illinois a little bit longer. <laughs> Sometimes life's a funny thing. All right. Yeah. Let's start with this, Molly. <laughs> the IHSA okays the return to play last Friday or at least a return to some sort of normalcy. We mentioned there's no footballs being thrown at practices mm-hmm. this week. Some teams haven't even got back to the practice field right. yet, or at least weightlifting or cross training or whatever you want to call it. From the times that I've been out this week, I've been out to a couple of uh, practices. I think I went out to Muhammad, went out to St. Joe, and I feel like there's one more. Oh, Tuscola. Mm-hmm. You were at Monticello. Monticello. You know, I think the consensus I've gotten is you know, okay, coaches are going to have. All these groups can't have more than nine. It can be ten, but the coach that's going to be with the group makes the ten. So right. nine athletes, and they just kind of rotate. Is that what you yeah, saw? They, in yeah, Monticello? they do like little stations. So yeah. what I saw is kind of there was like an agility station, and there was conditioning, and they were kind of like separated in different areas of the track, and then they kind of had like a little weight room area where then those athletes would be, and then when they would rotate stations, the coach would wipe down everything. Um, I mean, I guess that only applies if you're using like a weight like a room. Bar. and using a like yeah, they were doing cleans. Or, right, right. You know. But I mean, it's not like there's anything to wipe down if they're like just running in the right, grass, yeah. but that only applied to um, the weight room. So, and then they just kind of rotate around. They did a little round robin and, you know, just got their workout in. I was trying to put myself in their shoes, thinking how motivated I could be because we get these quotes and, you know, we talk to these kids and these coaches and everything mm-hmm. else. And it, I don't always talk to the, the kids off the record because I think that's kind of awkward. But, you know, you start talking to the coaches when you put the camera down and all that kind of stuff and there's no microphone. Yeah. And, you know, they all say, yeah, OK, we're excited to be back. And it's the first week and, you know, you're energized to see your teammates again. It's not like they haven't been seeing each other. I mean, let's be real. Yeah. <laughs> but. You know, just being in some team capacity, I think, is important. But if I'm putting myself in their shoes, I think I have a hard time being motivated to do jumping jacks or right. do up downs or yeah. do whatever. Like for me, lifting in high school, it was always about going heavy, right? And so I wanted to lift mm-hmm. heavy. Only doing a you know the bar and a plate <laughs> is like not enough. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so. That's kind of how I was approaching it, thinking outside the box. Like, if I was in their shoes, yeah, it's very. How, much how did like, you sense it's that? Like, like the not fun, quote unquote, part of right. the sport. It's like when you go to practice, you want to scrimmage, you want to do drills, you want to, you know, throw the football around. But this is kind of like the stuff that no, that you have to do when you're playing sports, but that you don't really necessarily like to do. It's like running sprints. You're doing yeah. agility, it, like touching cones. It's not ideal. No, <laughs> I, I don't know. And for that, I feel bad for the kids. Now, all the kids I talked to this week were seem to be, you know, at least pumped up to be mm-hmm. back together. Yeah, it's some. better than nothing. It's been, right. You know, and believe me, we've heard a lot of complaints on Facebook and Twitter from people uh, I don't know if you read the Facebook page. Sometimes oh, I, I try to avoid yeah, that. Yeah, I steer but like, clear. <laughs> um, you know, 
people upset last Friday when we posted that it came out. Hey, good news for these kids and these teams. It's back. And we had a lot of backlash from people on the news page and on the sports page as well on Facebook. Just saying, well, this is bogus. This doesn't mean anything. Blah, blah, blah. Just being negative about it. And like, look, these kids are positive. I mean, they, they feel like they got something back after something was taken from them yeah. because it was i mean you know it's not like we're texas here and there's a spring football season you know that, <laughs> I mean, in texas they have high school spring football it's not like that was taken away but you know a lot of these kids are multi-sport athletes played a spring sport whether it was track or baseball mm -hmm. or whatever it was and that was taken away and so you know they're excited to get back and for that i'm excited for them the reality though in my mind and after talking to several ad's and coaches this week both on and off the record they're worried and I am too. I About don't know fall. that fall football is going yeah. to happen with everything that's going on and where our state is, where our country is, and all of that with this virus. I just can't sit here confidently today on Friday, June 12th, and say, I feel good about football happening this fall. Yeah. Just given how long it took us to get to this point, just with high school, I can understand maybe some of like the larger scale sports or just leagues that bring in more people to an arena or whatever it may be but for high school I mean like we don't live in like a very popular I mean it's there's a lot of people but it's not anywhere near like New York or you know a bigger city may be like it's it's central Illinois you know the schools are smaller so why not make the step to to try and bring some of those sports back but it's it, I can see how it kind of gets complicated there in the sense of you know just trying to like like we talked about last week, you know, Chicago is one of the bigger areas. And, like, if Chicago can't come back, then, you know, are, is it fair to say that all the other sports can come back? I, it's uh, – I don't know. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same, the same boat as and, you. And that's an issue there, and I've talked to coaches about that as well. Do you see the IHSA breaking off and saying, okay, golf and cross country can come back? I'm not sure where volleyball or soccer fit into that mm -hmm. because especially think soccer, you're – it's contact competing for the same ball. You're heading the ball. You know, it's, there's some contact in soccer. Don't get yeah. me wrong. I mean, especially guys soccer, they're, they're getting after it, you know, and it, it can be physical in there. Um, maybe not quite the amount of football, right? But I mean, there's, there's definitely contact in yeah. soccer and volleyball. You're sharing the same ball. And obviously football tops the cake in terms of things that would come back last in yeah. my eyes. But would the IHSA allow golf? You know, golf courses are open. Mm -hmm. Why couldn't, high schoolers play golf yeah. I could see that happening why can't you run cross country I mean you'd have to maybe keep some social distancing in six feet or whatever but I don't see why cross country would be an issue it might look a little different you might have to stagger some things maybe yeah, everyone doesn't the start go times. off on the same mm -hmm. time or whatever but like I think that could be done that's pretty feasible but will the IHSA do that or is it an all or none and that's a question I don't have the answer to but I think it's certainly something to think about as yeah. we move forward. Like you mentioned, last week we chatted about Chicago. Is the IHSA willing to part ways with Chicago and just say, okay, if you're downstate, you can play? Right. If it's CPS, sorry, we're just going to have to say you're not going to be able to play. Yeah, because the reality is that there aren't as many cases here in central Illinois. And I don't know if bringing sports back would, like, you know, make it – What's the word? I'm it's an interesting to, debate I'm, because I'm we've seen part. some spike here recently in <laughs> different spike. areas across the country of a resurgence of the virus coming back. And how does that play out? And I think that's the biggest question with the pro sports 
you know, which are going to play, right? I'm convinced there's going to be a college football season because of money. I'm yeah, con- I that's know the thing too. Is... I know there's going to be an NFL season. Like there, there just is going to be an NFL season, one way or the other. I cannot fathom a way where there's no NFL season. Can you imagine this year? The the revenue loss would just be too large, you know. Mm-hmm. And for college sports, I mean, that's what it comes down to. But you have to think there's so many tests that can go into that. They have money to play with. If you have capital, you can right invest. You can spend money on tests. You can keep players in bubbles and all of that. There's no way we're going to be able to test all these high school kids. Yeah, you just can't. So that's. At, at this point, right? I, I don't see testing happening at the high school sports level before a vaccine coming out. Mm-hmm. I think there'll just be a vaccine. Everyone will get it. Now, from an insurance side, what's the IHSA willing to do, mm-hmm. right? Are you going to have to sign a waiver? Like, is a parent gonna and an athlete going to have to say, okay, we'll play, we'll sign this waiver, but, you know, the IHSA says, hey, this isn't on us. If you get sick, that's your problem, right? Yeah. It's not going to fall back on the IHSA or maybe more importantly the school because I think that's where you could have some big issues with lawsuits or whatever. You know, let's say a player gets sick, uh, spreads it to another player, that player spreads it yeah. to a grandparent or whatever else, that person dies. Now you start tracing the steps back mm-hmm. and you have some issues. All things that I don't have the answer yeah. to, but are just like thoughts that have come into my mind of, well, what if and right. what if? Yeah. And, and those are all the things, Marley, that have me thinking we're in trouble here in essentially two months from about right now is when right. practice is supposed to start for the IHSA. Yeah. And I was kind of thinking back to when the IHSA canceled all of the state tournaments, but they said, hey, there still might be the possibility that you guys can get together and like play a game or do some kind of like senior night. And I was thinking, I'm like, okay, well, what's really going to stop? Let's say like a high school, just a group of high school kids that want to go and play like a baseball game out in the diamond. Like there's nothing really stopping them from doing that. Obviously, like if, you know, it's, it becomes organized with, you know, coaches, team on team, then, okay, then can the IHSA, you know, punish these people for, for doing that. But what, like, I'm just thinking of the high school kids, like I, they're going to want to play at some point. So what's really going to stop? them from maybe just kind of doing it on their own if they're going to do it on their own then maybe the ihsa should should step in or no doubt you can have a school and i've heard of this too from some ad's that have talked to other schools that just say okay well we're just gonna not follow the ihsa you know we're gonna play and maybe we can find eight other teams or nine other teams Mm -hmm. that we're gonna create our schedule and we might not get the playoffs but if there's no playoffs anyway, what's it matter? Our kids are going to play, and we're just going to move yeah. along. And, and the rest I, wh- of the – What are yeah. you going to do? Yeah. Right? What's the IHSA logistically going to do? Are you going to suspend us? Are you going to ban us from the future, whatever else? Like, who cares? Okay, let's move on. You know, yeah. I, I could definitely see downstate some teams forming or conferences and just saying, hey, we're playing. We don't care what you say, yeah. IHSA, or Governor Pritzker or whatever else. You know, sue us. Why not? <laughs> I mean, I, I, just, I don't feel like we're that far away yeah. from that happening. and. You know. I mean, it's definitely probably not the safest thing to do, but at this that's point, that's in the eye of the beholder, right? Which gonna, is the whole thing about this virus. Yeah, people are gonna get impatient, and you know, sports are a big part of of our lives, of a lot of people's lives, and especially for these kids in high school, and they're just gonna want to play. And I, I don't know, I can see it happening. Yeah, and I don't blame those kids or those parents or whatever else. Anyway, if there's not a high case number in the county you live in or the area you Mm -hmm. live in or whatever else, the death rates down, which all of those things have gone down, you know, I don't know. To put it in perspective, three months ago, Marley, we were just finding out about this virus and the impact it could have. And, you know, moving forward, it was uh, March 13th. 
I believe it was. Yeah, like the 12th or the 13th. Well, today's June 12th, so it's it's been three months essentially exactly. since then, yeah. and you are in Indianapolis. We sit here today. <laughs> Think how much has changed since then. Yeah. We still have two months before football season is supposed to start for right. high school practices. A lot can change between now and then, no doubt, and we talk about these hypotheticals, and that's all fine and dandy to talk about, but it's under the realization that there's still a lot of change that can happen. The part where I don't think we have a lot of time on our hands is these things are going to be are going to have to be implemented well before August 12th. It's not yeah. like the IHSA is just going to be able to come out on August 10th and say, okay, you can start practicing full on August 12th. I don't really see that happening right. either. And maybe the bigger point out of all of this, are kids going to be back in school learning anyway? Because yeah. if they're not in school learning, there's they no can't. way there's football. Yeah, no there's way, no, no, way no way there's any sport this fall. I just don't see that happening. Yeah. I mean, I don't even think some universities have said that the fall semesters are going to oh, be no. in person. U like, of I hasn't come out yeah, and said that. Yeah, U of I. I mean, just schools across the country. I don't think I've heard of a single university, correct me if I'm wrong, that has said, hey, yes, the fall semester is happening on I think campus. We've had multiple universities I've seen that say we plan to have it in we the plan to, but fall, yeah, but like I've not never seen we are going confirmed. to be back in the fall no matter what. I think it's just too premature to right. say that right now. And that's something that could obviously kill college sports this fall yeah. really, really quick. I mean, Josh Whitman, Illinois athletic director, has said if there's no in-school learning this fall, there's no way we're playing football. Right. But that, that's been consensus, I think, across college football. What What are we we waiting for? You know, or is it a vaccine? Is it the because right when this started, I think it was all about flatten the curve, flatten the curve, yeah. flatten the curve. Is the curve flattened? Yeah, I think. I mean, I part, would I think, think it is. We're doing really, really well, at least here in Central Illinois, right. and and overall as a state, I think yeah, we're on that downward trend, is what the data shows. But like you mentioned, what point does it need to get to where yeah, you know, we're at phase four in Governor Pritzker's plan, mm -hmm. or at phase five? I mean, if we're just waiting to phase five, which is a vaccine, there's no way sports are coming back for a long time. Yeah, it's going to be indefinitely here because I don't think a vaccine where mass production is available to everyone for you and I to get it and then, mm -hmm. you know, for everyone to be fine for, I don't even, I'm not going to guess because I don't know how long, but months and We're months not doctors. And months, <laughs> back to 20, you know, 2021 into next year. I, I just don't see that happening. And so if we're waiting for phase five, I, I don't think we should count on sports for a long time. Now, I have heard Governor Pritzker say that maybe we need a phase 4.5 where like we can get to a middle ground between phase four, four which is supposed <laughs> to be at the end of this month in that you know middle ground between four and five i think that can be a little bit more yeah. realistic you know for us to get to by that point and still continue our lives you mm -hmm. know but marley i don't think it's going to take that long here before people are just like virus screw that i don't care anymore. yeah you know yeah whatever. i mean you especially downstate i mean you go an hour south of here into effingham and even down into southern illinois and people are just like yeah, whatever yeah. you know i mean other even other states like tennessee yeah. missouri i have a friend that's driving down to to nashville today for like a party. Uh, yeah 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 i mean I, I don't know. Maybe I'm yeah. about to like drive across state lines to. Well, Indiana's like, been open for a long things. time. Yeah, you know, and Iowa's playing high school state baseball and softball right now. Yeah, is I Iowa mean, that much different from Illinois? I don't think so. But the the key there is Iowa doesn't have Chicago. Chicago, yeah. 
And in my eyes, that's that's the big difference there. All right, we talked to several high school coaches here this week, and this hasn't aired yet on TV. I think it's going to air Sunday, but wanted to give you a first glimpse here of these coaches and what they think about playing football this fall. Is it realistic? We've we heard everything from I'm trying to stay optimistic to I'm worried. So here's the sound from several coaches around the area. I mean, we're just kind of play it by ear, but yeah, we're hoping that uh, at some point in the near future we can get a ball out and actually do some football-related stuff. But obviously, we're going to try to follow the guidelines and do what we're supposed to do. And and you know, at this point, we're just uh, happy to be doing anything. I'm hopeful. Yeah, very. I mean, hopeful. Um, you, you know, uh, I don't. I don't really want to know what Tuscola High School or any other high school around looks like without without you know high school sports and. Football is important here, and, and uh, it's important to our kids. And, and when I say important to our kids, I mean a large percentage of our kids uh, play high school football. And uh, I just don't want to find out what football's like. You know, we've been playing it in Tuscola since 1895. So I guess this is what, year year 126 coming up for us? Uh, I, don't, I don't want number 126 to be the first time we haven't played it in 125 years. We can control what we can control. So we're going to get in shape and we're going to prepare every step and every phase of the way that they allow us to. Uh, there, there's no hypothetical. The hypothetical uh, is just you, you can't worry about it. So we're preparing as if we're going to play in 11 Fridays from now and we'll do our best to get ready. Certainly, there, there's still a lot of question marks, but but extremely positive. Um, you know, we're hoping for the best. This is definitely step one, and, and being able to get kind of back together and, and get out here and at least do something. Um, and, and I expect us to continue to make progress moving forward. You know, June's going to look hopefully a little bit more more than this, and then come August time, uh, you know, hopefully we'll be back to, to some sort of a, a of a normalcy. I'm pretty nervous, uh, but you know, I've drove myself crazy with getting back into the weight room and, you know, all the what ifs and, and, you know, the possibilities of what it could be. And, you know, in the end, you've got to, you've got to rely on the leaders of, of the state or, you know, of, of the districts or, or whatever it is, whoever's making the decisions. And, you know, I think, I think we can um, find some sort of, of way to get back on the field in the fall. All right, so an array of responses there from our coaches in the area. That's from, I believe, five high school football coaches. Mm-hmm. Just kind of, uh, hey, we don't know, but we're trying to be positive here. I love yeah. Andy Romine's response there, the Tuscola football coach. They've been playing high school football since before 1900 in Tuscola, yeah. and he doesn't want to imagine what it would be like to not have high school football. That community is all about high school yeah. football. I mean, just some of these in there. towns like revolve around high school football, and to not have it, it's seems strange. The other option we've heard is moving high school football to the spring, and I think that's a last resort effort mm-hmm. because there's going to be a lot of influx and a lot of things that would have to go. Uh, off without a hitch there to make that happen. Yeah. What does the next season look like then? Like, are we just, okay, if we play in March through May of high school football, are we going to turn around in the summer and then prepare to play in August right. again? Like, is that fair to those kids? That's a lot of contact. I don't know, a lot of questions there to think about. But and multi-sport athletes, what if you are you play football and you also play baseball? And I think baseball would be moved to the fall here. So we'd have Okay, so they would all just get essentially back. flipping. Okay. They right. wouldn't, like, have them all. Correct. In no, one. Oh, okay. So you would take your spring sports, which you missed this year, put those in the fall, yeah, and then move ahead with the fall sports next spring. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's something to think about, and we've heard that from the NCAA as well that maybe that would be a possibility. Right. I, not technically from the NCAA, but we've 
heard from other people talking about that about the NCAA is like, could you move college football to the spring? Mm-hmm. I don't know. There's a lot of questions with that, yeah. but we'll have to see a lot of unknowns still at this point. But the NCAA did approve, or at least the Division One Council approved a policy concerning getting back onto the field and so under this proposed model assuming a school's first scheduled football contest is saturday september 5th which illinois is actually the fourth when illinois state is scheduled to come to Mm -hmm. memorial stadium but this is going to essentially back everything up so that college football can come back so this would be from july 23rd for illinois through august 5th student athletes will be uh can be required or should be able to participate in 20 hours of countable athletically related activities. So essentially things that they would do normally in the summer. This is a plan from the NCAA to get college football back on time. Just like the NFL, their goal is to get things kicked off that opening weekend on Labor Day weekend. And so, you know, this is going to be more than what they're doing now. Right now, it's at, at Illinois and across the country at colleges. It's much like we've seen in high school. These, for at least from what we understand in the proposed model that Illinois has rolled out, have not seen any video of that. Or, you know, the Illinois athletes this week were under yeah. quarantine after coming in on Monday. And so we saw uh, Luke Ford with a gas mask <laughs> in the whole suit. That was the best. That was the best. He's, I wonder if he's going to work out in the the gas mask and the what like the hazmat suit. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me. Luke Ford is a character. He's got a great personality, <laughs> and it did not shock me at all that he shows up in a gas mask in a full uh. suit. But, you know, right now they're just going to have to do some basic stuff, just like the high schoolers mm-hmm. are doing. And they're getting tested regularly. They went in our quarantine this week. So they're expected to get started with those workouts next week for football. The Illinois basketball players rolled into town on Friday today. So they'll start that process. It's a slow uh, process to get back to, you know, where Illinois wants to be this summer. And they're staggering all of these teams coming back as well. But, you know, if if these – uh, vote is approved. It's supposed to be on Wednesday from the NCAA. This was just the Division One Council. But if this is approved, then the athletes at Illinois could go up to eight hours per week for weight training and conditioning, six hours per week for walkthroughs, which may include the use of a football, and up to six hours per week for meetings, film review, team meetings, position meetings, one-on-one meetings, all that kind of stuff. They're not doing any of that right now. They're essentially yeah. just working out primarily outside, and that's it. Mm-hmm. So My, this is a big step forward if this is passed on Wednesday, which I assume right. it would be. Yeah. I mean, my question with this is, okay, yes, football is one of the biggest drivers of revenue in the fall sports season, but are they going to be neglecting all the other fall sports? I mean, I, I don't know how I would feel as a volleyball player if I didn't get to come back and then football starts on time. You know what, Marley? <laughs> they don't care. <laughs> football is the money I maker. mean, that's what I'm but saying. But you got it's a like, valid point. Yeah, I, I don't know. I was I was talking to um, Chris Thomas this week, head volleyball coach at Illinois, and he said, you know, um, we, we're just hoping for a season at this point, even if it has to be the minimum of, of 19 games. So if, if football comes back on time, you know, maybe these other fall sports will come back, but it'll be a, a shortened season. Yeah, and I could see volleyball and these other sports, even football in a sense, adjusting their schedules so mm-hmm. the illinois volleyball schedule i'm sure has been set for a while now maybe some last minute finalizations yeah, those are almost set i mean yeah years they have in. contracts yeah. and all that kind of stuff maybe not quite as far out as football which mm-hmm. has its you know 
schedule set through, I think I was looking at it the other day, through 2026 or something yes. like that. <laughs> so most of the sports are not out that far. But I could see a sport like volleyball doing all bus trips yeah. minus conference games. So, like, they'll play Illinois State. They'll play Northern Illinois. They'll play Southern Illinois. They'll play Butler. They'll play, you know, all these regional Marquette, you know, yeah. which a lot – they play a lot of those teams anyway – but maybe they're not going to fly to California mm-hmm. or Texas or wherever they would yeah. fly to, you know, for a preseason pre-conference tournament. Yeah. I could see that happening for two reasons. Number one, obviously the health. You keep your team on a bus. You keep them together. You mm-hmm. can isolate them easier than getting on a plane. But also maybe more importantly for Josh Whitman is financially. Yeah, Volleyball is not making a ton of money for Illinois anyway. If it is breaking even, he's going to call that a success yeah so can we not fly you know we're gonna take a lot out of the budget for that can we just stay local can we you know keep all these teams on the bus and for all your non-revenue sports that's gonna happen i think no matter what here like that those schedules they have are gonna be changed and sorry like you're just gonna you know we're gonna play teams that are within a five-hour radius where you can bus you know yeah be so annoyed though <laughs> but do you want to play or not i mean i, I think know, that's what it comes know, down to uh... and this is why football <laughs> obviously is the precedent here because it yeah. it's the thing that makes money for these sport and you know for these colleges it's it's the a lot of schools it's the only way for them to make money yeah. or to stay above so they can fund all of these other sports and so right i mean we all would love to have everything back the way it was i just don't see that happening it's going to look different in some form or fashion even for football even for men's basketball yeah and certainly for the non-revenue sports but the players back on campus it's a start right and i Mm -hmm. think that's the biggest thing we can take away from it is we're moving in the right direction even if you don't agree with the virus you think it's a hoax whatever else we've heard all sorts of (laughs) conspiracy theories right yeah we didn't land on the moon either that's fine but it's a step and at this point I'll take a step. Yeah. I'll try to keep that positive in my mind of like, hey, we're moving in the right direction, not trying to think too far ahead of what ifs and what if we don't play this season? Because for us, it's our jobs too, right? I I mean, I'm tired of covering this stuff. I want to cover games. You know, it's put in perspective for me. And not that it's been hard the last three months, but it's just like not as much fun, right? right? I mean, you want to be out in the communities. You want to be covering things that matter to people. Big games, big moments, state even though we hate state track because it's hot and whatever else, and we're not huge <laughs> track fans, it's like it's stuff. It's meaningful points of people's yeah. lives that they're not going to get back. And like I, I hurt for that a little bit that I, you know, we weren't able to provide that for our audience and for our viewers. Yeah, and just selfishly too, it's just kind of like getting mundane. You know, yeah. it's like every day is the same. All right, we got this Zoom interview. We got this. Like we need, we need, right? we need some excitement in our lives, Brett. Like, like some <laughs> deadline pressure, right? We're sick know, like that. We love deadline pressure. We don't have that. It's the like rush. You, you, don't, you don't get those juices flowing, you know, you don't get that little adrenaline shot, the, you know, Chipotle on the company, you know, yeah. on the road or whatever, some nice meals, you know, traveling, doing all that kind of stuff. I went to, yeah. I was at Paxton last week, picking up something for a project we're working on our house. And, I realized I hadn't been out of oh, Champaign no County way. in I don't even know how long. Right. Right, because you're just not traveling. So, like, it hit me for the first time that I was leaving Champaign County. You know, I was right in the on. car for more than 15 minutes right? on the way How to long work. did that drive feel? I mean, we're was, usually used to driving, like, five hours right. to wherever, Wisconsin, and then back the same day in the middle yeah. of the night, and the other day I'm going to Monticello, and I'm like, oh. 
30 minutes away? Exactly. How far? <laughs> I don't know. It, it was a strange feeling. And then, you know, going to Tuscola early Wednesday morning. And, yeah. uh, so, we, you know, I got home uh, on Tuesday night. And then, you know, you get up early and you head down to a thing. It's like just normal of what we do all the time. Yeah. But we haven't done it in a long time. And so for me, you know, getting up early and a quick turn after – you know, working know, the setting up that like, early alarm. Like, this is strange. I was kind of excited, <laughs> though. It's like, oh, let's go talk to somebody, you know, let's have some interaction with somebody. Oh, like our first in-person human interaction in an interview besides like on FaceTime. Exactly. It was nice to like see yes. it like no buffering, no connection issues. Right? I was like, wow, this good sound, good video. Yeah. All that. <laughs> you know, get your own B-roll, not have to ask people for video. Hey, can you send me some clips of you working out yeah. the wrong way or what? You know, so it's like, oh, man. Alas, we continue. (laughs) All right, big news on Monday for high school basketball fans, and the IHSA is going to decide. The board of directors will vote whether to keep the state tournament for boys Mm -hmm. in Peoria or bring it back to Champaign. And for 77 years, it was in Champaign. That's all anyone ever knew. Marley, they used to pack Assembly Hall, which was called before State Farm Center. There used to be... 10, 12, 15,000 people in there to watch the state basketball tournament. It went to Peoria. It had that for a little while, and then it just felt like it lost its luster. Now you go to state games, and there's you know a couple thousand, three, 4,000 people there maybe for a state championship game. just doesn't have quite the same feel. Yeah. And so the IHSA is opening up its bid process for three years, and I feel pretty good about it coming to Champaign. You do? Yeah, I, I think – if I had to put a number on it right now, I would say maybe as high as seven or eight out of ten mm-hmm. that it's gonna seventy-eight percent. It's gonna be in Champaign. If this bid is gonna happen, and I'm excited about that. I think a fresh change for the state basketball tournament would be good. I think the players, from a high school standpoint, would look forward to coming to State Farm Center for sure more than the Peoria Civic Center and Carver Arena. And it's nothing against that building or that place, but when you walk into State Farm Center, it is a completely different feel than walking into Carver Arena. Yeah. I mean, I have never been to the Peoria venue, but I know from uh, state wrestling that's at uh, the State Farm Center is it's an incredible atmosphere for state wrestling. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I the only thing I really see with this is maybe them keeping it in Peoria to, like, distribute the wealth, I guess. You know, like, Champagne gets a lot. They get football. They get wrestling. Sure. But what, what does Peoria get? Maybe can they keep their basketball? I don't know. And Peoria <laughs> is bidding for the girls tournament as well. Mm-hmm. And so the girls bid will also be decided between Peoria and normal. It's been at Redbird Arena for several years. Yeah, but that's also so, a great atmosphere Yeah, I, li- I like Redbird for the girls tournament as well. And mm-hmm. state volleyball is also at Redbird yeah. Arena in normal. And so we're going to learn a lot on Monday. Look, the Visit Champaign County group has been working on this for a long time. They tried to bid it out. Back in 2015, I believe it was. Yeah. And State Farm Center was still under renovations then. They were selling the IHSA on a vision, and the IHSA said, you know what, we're going to keep it in Peoria at this point. I heard from multiple people that would be in the know. The IHSA was really impressed. I mean, they rolled out the red carpet. There was one Illinois basketball game that they put the – IHSA group on the Jumbotron and said, hey, the IHSA is here. Exactly. (laughs) Look, we're trying to get the state bid and the IHSA people waving. I mean, they enjoyed their time here. Mm -hmm. 
we'll see if it pays off. I know that the Visit Champaign County group has done its homework on this, mm -hmm. that they've put in the time, they've put in the work to try and get it back to Champaign. And part of the reason it left Champaign is because the hotels here were gouging people, were saying three-night minimums, you know, putting the prices mm. at multiple hundreds of dollars back in the 90, early 90s, multiple yeah. hundreds of dollars for a hotel room for one night and then requiring a three-night minimum. That was what really drove it out of Champaign. Yeah. It's been 20-plus years since then. I think people are welcoming mm -hmm. to bring it back to Champaign, and, and I think it does. So hopefully it will. Yeah. And That'd be good for us. We'll see. It'd be great for us. You're not going to drive Just Peoria. down the street. <laughs> right? Oh, my gosh. It's like <laughs> Illinois games. That I, I would certainly welcome that. So we'll see. That'll be Monday. We'll have an update on that next week and certainly on the news on Monday. All right, Marley, I was really impressed by the NFL, at least on the outside, coming out and saying the things that they have about racism in the mm -hmm. last couple of weeks. I feel like as a whole, we're moving forward in our country just in a sense of things that should have been done decades ago but are moving forward now whether that's right. nascar saying no more confederate flags at its events or even its properties for tailgating all that kind of stuff you're not going to be allowed to to raise a confederate flag there the nfl coming out you know and roger goodell just saying we messed up with colin kaepernick i yeah. thought that was a big step forward and him releasing the video and saying we should have handled this differently things that we haven't heard from people in power and position with platforms to make changes in a long, long time. And so for me, are we there yet? Absolutely not. But I feel like we're moving forward in a positive direction to see some real change. And even with the NCAA and the coaches, I've seen multiple yeah. coaches on Twitter saying, you know, I think election day needs to be a day off or to encourage people to go vote, to encourage people to, you know, get registered and be informed and all of those kind of things. I'm glad these conversations are happening. Yeah, and I think people need to be more welcoming to to embrace some of the change because initially when the NFL, you know, released a statement when all these protests were going on, you know, they're, oh, we're so sorry about George Floyd's death and everyone was kind of, kind of hating on the NFL. Well, you didn't let players kneel for the national anthem, but now they're kind, they're apologizing and they're taking the steps forward that need to be done but people are still oh no you're like you're not you're not doing this right yet well sure. i mean we we need to acknowledge that people are are trying to change and are trying now to make things right for what they maybe messed up on uh in the past so i think that is a um good thing that that we're seeing so far and it's about action right the first mm -hmm. step is communication the first step is releasing statements and being open and having conversations and then comes action and so that's what really sticks out to me the most and for roger goodell to come out and put a video out saying he messed up and admitting that yeah. was action in my eyes i mean that's that's a big step sure it's communication sure it's a start sure it should have been done back in 2016 when kaepernick you know was kneeling and trying to send a message and all of this but that's a long time ago at this point now so mm -hmm. let's move forward look in my eyes players are going to kneel this fall I yeah mean, it, it's oh, going to happen yeah. there you know i don't that's not if i mean it's when so you know how is the nfl going to respond to that and how are the owners going to respond to that because roger goodell doesn't work for the nfl as much as he works for the owners yeah. you know i mean that's who employs him and so how what kind of heat does he take from that <laughs> you know because this was mainly stemmed from the owners yeah the owners were not happy that the players were kneeling and you know kaepernick was taking a stance you know and and all of that and so 
I don't know. There, there's going to be some big time change. We've already seen some of that, and I'm I'm happy for yeah. that progress. I just hope that people continue to keep an open mind, like you say, that change is difficult sometimes. Yeah. But usually it's. But it better. needs to happen, and uh, I mean, I I'm just thinking now. Okay, moving forward into to this NFL season, or just you know sports. The sports season, if it happens, um, <laughs> just if you know, if players are kneeling, it's gonna start to weed out some of the people in a way, like the people that disapprove of it. Sure. Given that there have been so many movements and so many people speaking out on this issue about racism and uh, just social injustice, the people that are now disapproving of this still, yeah. it's kind of like okay, maybe you have a lesson to I learn. I mean, think <laughs> about Drew Brees here, and he's issued, what, three apologies after yeah. his comments about standing up and being respectful of flag and all of that, and people have opened his eyes to that, you know, mm -hmm. and that's progress in my eyes. That's yeah. understanding the broader picture and, you know, everything that's happened has kind of put that in perspective. Mm -hmm. So yeah. uh, we'll see, and that's going to translate down, I think, again, into college, certainly into high school, whatever else that may be, because it all starts at the top, mm -hmm. right? I mean... Started at the top with Rudy Gobert and the NBA on March 11th, I think it was, you know, testing positive yeah. and all of that just trickled down really, really quickly. It's going to be the same with this. You're going to have a trickle down effect. And if, it, if there's change and real change and conversation and action that comes out of it, then that could be a real positive for our world. Mm -hmm. So, all right. It's been fun. We're already 39 minutes in. Oh, it nice. usually flies by. Yeah, it really does. And more than that with our audio in there. So yeah. it's been fun. We'll do it again next week. For Molly Weirda, I'm Brett Behrens. This has been the WCIA 3-in-1 Podcast.